Well, if you have your Bibles, please go ahead and turn with me to Psalms chapter 92. Psalms chapter 92. You know, one thing I want to share with you as we get into this, and this is going to be the introduction tonight. You know, we've taught on the Sermon on the Mount all last year, and I've been seeking the Lord what to do, and so we've been speaking on the fruit, and we've been speaking on foundation, and Brother Brett, uh, I was listening to his tape, did a marvelous job. I even liked your example about the Flintstones, that was good, about the cornerstone, and I appreciate that word. And uh, I'm going to start off with something here tonight, but the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. And I'll get more into it, but when you study that word, it means that it is the top of every pillar, and it is the uh, Hebrew word for it's the head. If you come to think about it, God told Mo- Joshua, I want you to be the and to Moses, I want you to be the head and not the tail. That's the promise of the blessing. But we become the head by focusing on the headship, which is wisdom through Christ Jesus. If we want to get ahead in life, and if we want to have, have be in a place of headship or authority, then we want to meditate in these areas of wisdom. And the Word of God said that wisdom is the principal thing. But I want to show you, I feel just, I want to lay a foundation for the importance of us getting a hold of this tonight. In Psalms chapter 92, verse 13, and I'm going to read this in the Amplified Bible. Go ahead and start with verse 12. It says, the righteous shall flourish. Say flourish. flourish. Shall. shall. Not maybe, but shall flourish. Like the palm tree, the long-lived upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish. Say flourish. Flourish Flourish in the courts of our God. It says it again. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. How many can say amen? amen? They shall be full of sap, spiritual vitality, and rich in trust and love and commitment. There are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to His promises. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. How many receive that tonight? Well, hallelujah. Aren't you glad? The Word of God says that God's plan for you is for each and every one of us to flourish. We are the planning of the Lord. And you know the scripture that Isaiah says, we are the planning of the Lord that He may be glorified. We read right here in Psalms chapter 92, He says, we are called to be fruitful, to be a memorial and to be a testimony for God of what God is doing through our lives so that our lives can be flourishing, our lives can be blessed. You are going forward and you're not going behind. Amen. We are breaking out. We're going through. I want to say happy birthday to brother Shane David. Hallelujah. Happy birthday to Brother Shane. Hallelujah. Isn't he cute? Hallelujah. But flourishing in the house of the Lord. Each and every one of us are are flourishing and we're going to flourish more in the name of Jesus. Now it talks there, and I'll get more into that, but it talks there about the palm tree. Now if you're taking notes, the palm tree, it gives some definition there, amplified, but when you look it up in the Hebrew, it's very interesting. The palm tree speaks of the outer structure, and the cedar tree speaks of the inward structure. Now, the palm tree speaks of the outward structure, that everything that has to do with the palm tree can be used for life. 
My wife and I lived in the jungles many years, and uh, we had uh, our church was made out of palm trees, thatch roofs. We'd get the leaves and cut them in the middle, and you put them eight thick. And you, well, I still have the sewing needles that the Mayans made, and we get on top of the roofs and we'd sew the leaves. Then we'd get the boards and as they dry and cut them in pieces to make the boards for the side. And then you uh, you use uh, what they call cahoon nuts, which are where we get our cashew nuts from. And then the the a part that the nut would grow on had it was full of oil that we'd burn to keep mosquitoes away and so you'd eat off of it you'd build your houses out of it and then there was this one certain palm tree called a cahoon and it would grow a cabbage about that high and about that big around in the middle and you cut the tree down you take the cabbage out and you can cook your iguana and everything else it was real good with iguana and all that but anyway the palm tree speaks of the outer structure y'all probably have some of that over there in guatemala huh but the uh, cedar, the cedar, the palm tree doesn't have knots in it. It was just a straight, and it speaks, a palm tree speaks of nothing out of order and nothing of resistance because there's no knots that grow in a palm tree. Now, the cedar tree has knots, and what they would use it for is furniture that they, Solomon had it imported because he wanted to build furniture that would last forever. Brother Brett was speaking about the uh, stones last week. And, and so the Le- trees from Lebanon were used for the furniture and that it didn't have any knots in it. It meant it was indestructible. Uh, and the thing about the cedar tree that if you would, those trees, if you'd cut them down, if you still left the roots and everything, they would end up growing again. The palm tree wouldn't grow again, but the cedar tree would grow again. And this is the interesting thing that I read about the cedar tree tree there is that it would grow again but because it was cut down it's kind of like a broken leg or a broken bone it would end up growing stronger than it was before it was cut down so aren't you thankful that god is doing a work in you and i and the holy spirit wanted to describe our inward lives and our outwards lives even if we've been through it even if some things have been cut off and broken and seem to even be destroyed, we're going to grow back stronger. We're going to grow back straighter. And we're going to, listen, we're going to be useful again. Who told you that you can't be useful again? Who told you that you can't regrow and restart what seemed to be the end of your life? Are you hearing me, church? Because it said twice there, flourishing in the house of the Lord. And I just felt the Spirit leading me through this area as we're going to speak through this tonight, that we're going to flourish through wisdom because wisdom is the principal thing. And that's an area many times we've not maybe paid all the attention that we can or we should. You know, one of the things I want to share with you, uh, Sister Terry gave me this Bible just to, tonight. A lot of people have started using the one-year Bible. I've been using it for a few years now. And I've heard of, we've had a number of people get it and tell us how much of a blessing it is that you can read through it. But one thing I want to share with you, for example, one of the things that it says in Proverbs that the price of wisdom is beyond the price of anything else. And, and, and you know, I was meditating on that and uh, I'm going to get to it in a little bit tonight if we have enough time. But, you know, if you're really interested, if you and I are really interested in growing in different areas of our life that we may not be growing in. I hear people all the time. They don't have any. They don't think twice of going to Walmart, buying a DVD of this new movie that came out or, or a, a new cassette. 
But how about instead of buying all the DVDs that we want, we buy books on wisdom. And we start showing the Spirit of God how interested we are in wisdom more than we are in the latest movie. Because you're going to see, according to the Hebrews, if you make wisdom the principal thing, if you, if you get rid of everything you have just to get more wisdom, you will get the wisdom and get more than you've ever had. And I had someone tell me they've been reading this, and one of the things they said, they said, you know, I'm trying to remember what I read. And, you know, a lot of times it's only two or three pages of the devotion. So what I wanted to share with you tonight, just a little commercial break right here, a Super Bowl commercial tonight. When you do your Bible reading, make sure you underline. Most people tell me they don't remember what they studied. They don't underline. But not only that, underline it, color code it. Put an HS where it talks about the Holy Spirit. Put a big H where it talks about healing. Put a, put a big P where it talks about prosperity or, or a dove where it talks about peace. And when you read in the morning, they tell me, you know, Pastor, I read in the morning, but by night I don't remember what I read. Well, if you underline it, then you go back that night before you go to bed and just read the underlined parts, what the Holy Spirit spoke to you that day. And it would be amazing how much more will stick in your mind the second time around than just reading the first time around. So, you know, I mean, that's simple, that's easy. I know you know that, but some don't. So I just thought I'd throw that in. Is that okay? But, you know, we've, we've got, to, you know, this is discipleship night. This is a different type of a service. And the Holy Spirit wants us to thrive. But there's only one way to thrive and flourish in, in the, being the planning of the Lord. And it talks there about they shall flourish and we're going to flourish. And it talks there about the foundations. It talks about the fruit. But how many of you know, if we're going to flourish, you need to write this down because we're going to get into it. If we're going to flourish, we're going to have to tap into the source of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Just going to church isn't going to do it today. We've got to tap in. We've got to, we've got to hit pay dirt like they say. We, we've got to get a hold of that living water. Because listen, I, I'm going to show you something in a minute. What God called... Well, let me read to you and I, then I'll give this to you. But uh, it talks about flourishing. Now, isn't, isn't it great there? It talks about even when you get an old age, you'll still, still be flourishing. And you know, it uses the example of, of Moses. Moses was 80 years old when he got called by God to go deliver uh, Israelites out of Egypt. And when he was 120 years old, it says he was still full of vitality and his eyes weren't down. Look at your neighbor and say, that's me. Man, 120 years old, I'll still be reading to you. Glory to God. Amen. But I want you to get your faith out there that you're not over. I mean, even if you've gone through a hard break, get ready to start growing and flourishing again. Amen. Amen. He wants you to flourish. And I want to show you a reason why. Just write this down and we won't go to it for right now because of time. But Jeremiah 2.21, let me read this to you. Jeremiah 2.21. This is a word from the Lord. and It says, I planted you a noble vine. A seed of highest quality. I planted you a noble vine. A seed of highest quality. Listen. The seed of Abraham. All that Abraham needed to be successful in his life is in that seed that's inside of you. The Word of God speaks about the seed of David. 
All that David needed and all that David had and all that David was that was good and edified from God is in that seed that's inside of every one of you that are reborn. And according to the book of Romans, that you are the seed of Christ Jesus. All that was in Christ and all that Christ is and still is today is in that seed on the inside of you. Now listen, how can we not thrive and how can we not flourish in business, in home, in marriage, in in health, in any area? How can we not thrive and flourish when we have the quality seed, the divineness of God on the inside of us? Every one of us have the highest quality of the divine seed of Christ on the inside of us. We all have the seed of Christ Jesus. We all, all are the inheritance of God. And, and I want to give you that definition here anymore. But that seed speaks of, write this down, the seed, the highest quality speaks of unknown potential. The highest quality of seed speaks of the unknown potential that's on in the inside of you. Blessed be God. Say me. 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 Come on, tonight you need to awaken because you're about ready to understand you are called to flourish as a palm on the outside and a cedar on the inside. You're about ready to flourish with as the highest quality of the seed of the living God on the inside of you. That Whatever you need, whatever obstacles, whatever seems to come your way, there is something that's going to grow inside of you that's going to cause you to be able to be strong and rise up against any circumstance and any situation. And you're going to be able to see even the seed of faith and the seed of love and the seed of peace and the seed of joy, the seed of authority, the seed of dominion. All that we see in the seed of David, all that we see in the seed of Abraham, of being blessed and highly favored of God, that even his enemies were defeated before him. As you see that this seed is the seed that you are, that you are the highest quality of seed, according to Jeremiah chapter 2. You are of the highest quality of seed. You are of the highest quality of seed. You are of the highest quality of seed. You are not a loser. You are not the bound, defeated person. You are not a dead dog. You are not a worm of the earth. You are of the highest quality of seed, the thriving of the Spirit of God. I tell you, you are connecting to the fountain of the living God that's causing that seed on the inside of you. You are going to be saying, you're going to be singing, you're going to be writing, you're going to be decreeing, you're going to be praying, you're going to be walking into things you've never even dreamed that you can because there is such a high quality of seed. It is written, the highest quality of seed is on the inside of you. And the high quality of wisdom is in that seed. I pray tonight, don't! Don't accept normal living. Don't accept just a normal life or whatever comes. No! The Word of God says that wisdom is crying. It is shouting. It is speaking. It is at every crossroads. It is at every decision. It's at every point of your life. In fact, it talks about four different levels of wisdom at every crossroad of your life. And I want to show you as we get into this, because this is so much what we need, what the world needs, what the world needs today. It's because you hear so many times people say, well, pastor, I'm at a crossroad in my life. I'm at a crossroad in life. Well, I've got good news to you. There are four voices at the crossroads. There are four manifestations of four different levels at every crossroad, at every bridge, at every place that you may be at. There are the voices of wisdom, knowledge, counsel, and understanding. Hallelujah. That can meet you at every crossroad. So don't you get discouraged if you're at a crossroad, if you're at a job change, if you're at a situation in your life, you're not, you don't know what you're about to do. The Word of God says in Psalms 92, you are going to thrive and you are going to flourish and that you are of the highest quality of seed. So I want you to understand that the wisdom of God is something that God 
God wants you to get on the inside of you, you to learn to live with, live according and in accordance and in fulfillment with the wisdom of God in your life to better see things that you never imagined come to pass in your life. Can I hear an amen? amen. Say, I am, I am of the highest quality of the seed of God. I am the seed of Abraham. I am the seed of David. And I am the seed of Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 16 verse 20 says, And the God of peace shall soon crush Satan underneath your feet. The message translation says that God shall land on Satan in both feet, ground them into the dirt, and you will rejoice that Jesus is your Lord. The highest quality of seed. You've got to understand, you have, or you are not here to live a life of mistakes and regrets. You are not here to be the, infl- the, the memorial for another country song. You are here to be the memorial of a divine heavenly song. There is nothing sad about your future. There is nothing gloomy or lost about your future. But God says, I have plans for you and they are good plans and they are anointed plans and you're going to fulfill it for me by my spirit. You will grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord and you will flourish in the courts of God and you still be yielding even at an old age. Meaning it ain't going to stop until you go. Come on, saints. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. I've planted you as a noble vine, a seed of highest quality. Look with me in Psalm chapter 139. Let me just show you something here. Because the thing I felt about wisdom was if you don't really have accepted yet who you are, what you have, what He has made you, who you are seated in, how, what He has invested in you, why continue studying if you don't have a vision of flourishing? Why do we continue to study why do we continue to dig and seek if I don't believe I'm going to flourish and I'm going to thrive and I'm going to keep on flourishing and I'm going to keep on dividing? Hey, you might have been divorced. Guess what? That cedar of Lebanon grows taller and stronger after it's been cut down. You might have been going through something terrible in your life. The cedar grows back. Job said as long as the roots can smell water, that tree is going to grow back again. So you just need to rise up and say, Satan, don't count me out. Don't think I'm gone. You haven't silenced me. You haven't wiped me out. You haven't got rid of me. But I'm going to grow up stronger. And I am the planting of the Lord and the most best of the quality of the seed of God. And I'm going to grow. And I'm going to grow. Though a righteous man gets cut down seven times, he's going to get back up. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Getting hot in here. Now look with me in Psalms 139, verse 14. Listen to this. We read, I planted you a noble vine, a seed of highest quality, unknown potential. Listen. In Psalms 139, verse 12. Indeed, darkness shall not hide you from me. But the night shines in the day and the darkness of the light are both light to you. For you formed my inward parts. 
You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Say that right now. I am. That's divine words there. That's the words Jehovah's name. Now, as God, sons and daughters say, I am. Marvelously and wonderfully made. Marvelous. Point to yourself. Marvelous. Point to yourself. Come on. Marvelous are your works. Come on. Come on. The Lord told me you can't get into wisdom without first seeing that they get healed. Marvelous are your works. You are washed in the blood of God. You are called by the name of God. You are reborn by the Spirit of God. Marvelous are your works. I will not come behind on no gift because I will flourish and I will thrive. I will not come behind on any of the divine gifts of God because I am wonderfully and marvelously made. Marvelous are your works, O Lord. It doesn't matter what somebody might have called you even today. He says you are wonderful and marvelously made. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. And my soul, listen now, you see, you got to get to know this. And that my soul knows this very well. My mind finally has got a hold of the revelation that I'm not just a piece of trash and someone who was an accident or someone that happened because of a father's and mother's drunken night or something like that or the other. It doesn't matter if I don't know who my mother and my father was. It doesn't matter what type of lifestyle that I might have came up or what type of generational roots I come from. All I know is now I am the planting of the Lord. Out of a quality seed, I am wonderfully and marvelous made and my soul knows this because my soul blesses God with everything. Everything that's within it. I will bless the Lord who forgives all of my iniquities, who heals all of my sicknesses, who delivers me from every destruction. My soul knows this very well. My soul has accepted what God has spoken unto me. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. And skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, there all were written. The days fashioned for me. When as yet there was none of them. His thoughts. Highest quality of seed. And then verse 17 How precious also are your thoughts to me. You see, the Lord told me, he says, speak this to the people. I said, Father, I need to start in Proverbs. He says, speak to this people until they know how much I love them, how important they are, and how much I've invested, already have invested. You have to say like David, Lord, I'm marvelous made and how precious and innumerable are your thoughts toward me. They're good thoughts. And it goes on to say, how great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more than the number that's in the sand. When I awake, I I am still with you. Is that powerful? 
Somebody say marvelous. marvelous. The word marvelous, according to the lexicon Hebrew, number 6381, means you are distinguished. Say, I am distinguished. Lee, you're distinguished. Extraordinary. Say that. I am extraordinary. Highest quality seed. Consecrated. Time this word is used is in Genesis chapter 18 when the angel says to Sarah, you're going to have a child. She says, how can this be? He says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? When the Lord says, you're marvelous, extraordinary, distinguished, marvelous. He was saying, there's nothing about your life today or tomorrow that is too hard for the Lord to fix, to mend, and to heal. Blessed be the name of the Lord, my God and your God forever. That's what that word, it was used the first time there with Sarah. It means, to. you may want to write this down, it means to do beyond the natural and and expected. It is to do beyond the natural and expected. How many know the Word of God says He's able to do beyond your wildest thoughts or expectations? And this is saying it right here. The word marvelous, you're marvelous. It means beyond natural expectations. And it means a clear-cut exhibition of God. When you say, I am marvelously made, you're saying, I am a clear-cut exhibition of God. And then it ends with the word, you're remarkable. You're remarkable. Now, I know the group I'm with tonight. I know you're not going to get the high head and say, Pastor says I'm remarkable. (laughs) You just remember, he said you're remarkable. Let the lips of another praise you and not your own. All that matters in life, what he says about me. I don't have to say it about myself. He's already said, extraordinary. Look at Jim Massey, an exhibition of who I am. Remarkable. Remarkable. You see, you've got to see how God sees you so you can accept the gift that comes from above because it comes by being with God. We are called to be a flourishing, thriving church. And the devil has come in with an axe and with poison and with lies and with defeats and with circumstances to try to defeat the highest quality of seed. But it all goes back in the garden where God told the serpent that the seed of a woman, there is no seed of a woman, that's right, because the seed of God is going to come upon a virgin girl and she's going to give birth to the firstborn among many brethren of the highest quality of seed. And I'm going to cause you to walk in high places with the wisdom and the knowledge of God thriving of the highest quality, a noble seed, a seed that will succeed and thrive. Can I hear an amen? Oh, hallelujah. 
We read Jeremiah 20, 21 about the seed. Let me just read to you Exodus 15, 17. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. Plant them on your own mountain. Now we have the highest quality of seed and we're the planting of the Lord on the mountain of the Lord. And it goes on to say, the pl- them on your own mountain, the place, O Lord, reserved for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, let your hands, that your hands have established. You're not only the quality of seed called to thrive and flourish, but you're planted on the mount of the Lord in the place reserved by God. I, want, I don't know if I have time to get to this done. And I, but listen, that's why it's so important that you're here and that's why it's so important that you read the Word daily because listen, the highest quality of seed needs the highest quality of soil and water to thrive and bear the fruit that it's supposed to bear. That's why it says in Psalms chapter 1 verse 3 that you shall be like a tree. You shall be like a tree. You're going to be like the palm tree and you're like the cedar tree. You're blessed outside and you're blessed inside. You're thriving and you're an exhibition of God on the outside and you're thriving and you're an exhibition, remarkable example of God on the inside and on the outside. And you are the planning of the Lord. And he says that when you will understand that you are a tree, Planted in the secured special place of God, the special soil with soil that has been prepared for the highest quality of seed so that you can grow into a noble vine that will bear fruit. And the reason is that people come to you because your leaf will not fall and you will bear your fruit in season and you'll be like that tree planted by the rivers of living, rivers of living water. The highest quality of seed planted by the highest quality of soil so you can have the highest quality of fruit. And I want you to get a revelation of yourself tonight. I want you to turn with me right quick. I'm just going to leave the notes. I'm running out of time. Let's go to Genesis. I want you to see something here. Church, the planning of the Lord, the saints of God. I want you to see this here. Mm. The high quality of seed, the high quality of soil. Oh, blessed be God forevermore. Oh, hallelujah. The seed we sow is the divine seed of the living God sown into the highest quality of soil, which is you. The Holy Spirit seeds His souls in you, the soil of God. Now, now look at this, the highest quality of soil. How many of you believe the Garden of Eden had the divine soil of God? There was no sin there. It was reserved for God and His creation, Adam. There was no sin there. There was nothing wrong there. And look at chapter 3 of Genesis, verse 6. And I just want you to see this as an example. It says, So when the woman saw the tree was good. It's, now listen, now I know your mind's going back to all the thoughts about Satan and all that, but listen, let, let me get you back here. By their fruit you will know them. You saw me bruise that apple Sunday. Nobody wants an old bruised, ugly apple. They want a thriving flourishing apple of the highest quality. And the seed grows in the quality of divine soil. And right here, the planting of the Lord, the Garden of Eden. It says, the woman looked and saw that the tree was good. How did she know the tree was good? Because it was good for food. That it was pleasant to the eyes. And the tree was desirable. To make one 
wise. She took of its fruit and ate. Gave it to her husband and he ate. And the eyes of both of them were opened. Now, I don't don't want your mind going back to the fall. I just want you to see the example here. That this was a tree planted by God in the garden of God. You are the same type of seed that God planted in his garden, whose garden and vineyard you are. You are to grow into a noble vine. When people look at you, you're going to look desirable and pleasant. And your words and your fruit will be so desirable that instead of Satan, like Satan tried to tempt these people to eat the forbidden fruit, now the devil's going around to try to tempt people not to eat the fruit that grows from you. You are the planting of the Lord. You have the wisdom and the knowledge of God formed on the inside of you. The Spirit of the living God, the power that raised Christ from the dead, wait and tear into Jerusalem until you be endued with power, dominion, and authority. What they saw in that tree is what the world needs to be seeing in you and me. The tree of the Lord, the fruit of the Lord, the planting of the Lord in the atmosphere, the soil, the watering of the Lord. You know what Asians say we smell like? They say we smell like hamburgers. You know what we say, for example, people from India smell like? Curry. You can sometimes know the nationalities by their smells. Well, we ought to be known by the fruit and the fragrance of the atmosphere of whose garden we've been in. The highest quality of seed. And in that seed is all the potential for wisdom and knowledge to fix your every problem and to be used to fix the problem of others who sees the pleasantness and the blessings and the exhibition, remarkable exhibition of the Most High on and in your life and say, I desire what you have and you go okay let me introduce you to Jesus Christ we've been trying to win them for years with a track when we're supposed to be the track we've been trying to win them by all kind of ways when the way the truth and the life is the way and the truth and the life in Isabel for people to come to Isabel to get to Jesus highest quality of seed resides in you. Kingdom seed. Kingdom dominion. Kingdom peace. Kingdom joy. Kingdom authority. Kingdom healing. Kingdom love. The seed that resides on the inside of you. Amen. 
Now let me finish with this quick. It says, yet I've planted you a noble vine, a seed of highest quality. This is Jeremiah 2.21. I'm just reading this to you. Listen to what it goes on to say, and I'll finish. Verse 21 says, how then have you turned before me into a degenerate plant of an alien vine? A degenerate plant. Listen to me. Watch out for the wilted saints. A wise man will be friends with the wise. But a foolish man will be friends with the scorners and the unwise. And they will suck the divineness that is flowing for you to thrive and steal what God has put on the inside of you. I have planted you with the highest quality of seed, but you have turned into a wild alien, alien vine. I see nothing that resembles me or my likeness. And you are a degenerate plant. Verse 21, you are a degenerate plant. How many of you see a bunch of plants right now that the frost and freeze have already killed in there? They're not what they looked like four months ago. You can tell the fruit of a saint that they're not what they were a few months ago when they have it, when they're not flourishing. We're called to flourish. The planting of the Lord. You hear me, saints? It goes on to say, How then have you turned before me into a degenerate plant? An alien vine. You've, sh- you've fallen short of the highest quality that's inside of you. Verse 19, going up to verse 19, it says, Your own wickedness will correct you, and your backslidings will rebuke you. Now, I'll finish with this. The word backsliding. Everybody thinks, oh, a backslider. I'm not a backslider. Oh, I'm a backslider. Save me, I'm a backslider. This is what the word backslider right there means in the Hebrew. That certain word backslider means you have lost momentum, and you have stunted and stopped your growth. You are the highest quality of seed, but you believed a lie or you fell into sin. Or you quit going to church or you quit reading the word, you quit praying, you quit fasting. You, have, you are the highest quality of seed that I've planted to be a noble vine. But you turn into an alien vine, a degenerate plant. Because, because right here it says you're backsliding. You've lost all forward momentum. You stopped growing into the image of Christ and you fell back into the image of the father of this world. Now, 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 let me give you this point as we get ready to get into wisdom. You know how the Bible says that there's a pathway that leads to wickedness? As we get into wisdom, we'll see that it talks a lot about pathways and there's some awesome things there. But that pathway of wickedness doesn't necessarily, doesn't really even necessarily mean the, the main meaning sin. It means a pathway that leads to the wicked one. And that's what Jesus said. Narrow is the way, wide, narrow is the way to him. Wide is the way that leads to destruction or to the wicked one. And so the more we go on the wide, degenerate way, the more we become looking and acting and talking and sounding and the fruit becomes of the wicked one instead of the righteous one, Jesus. So when we backslide or when we don't allow that quality of seed to grow on the inside of us, we lose momentum. We just don't have the off to worship. Let's praise the Lord. I don't want to praise the Lord. Let's say the name of Jesus. I don't have to say the name of Jesus. He knows his name. 
Let's raise our hands and praise Him. I'm tired. How tired was Jesus when He picked up the cross once again to go down the Via Dolorosa? Do I have to go to church again? You mean they're not counseling church again this year for the Super Bowl? What is wrong with that church? Every year they know the crowd's lower and, and, and we're not going to counsel church for the Super Bowl. I know other churches that have Super Bowl parties. That's good. They can, but I'm not going to stand before Jesus for counseling church for a game. I just can't. My heart convicts me. So I will walk according to the conviction of my heart. Now, I don't mind if people stay home, but they want to stay home, they stay home. We'll have a short service Sunday night, but I am going to be here in case someone needs prayer and someone needs to get saved and someone wants to hear the word. I'm not going to stand before the Lord. He says, what happened at the Super Bowl 2009? Well, we all decided to take the night off. He said, well, I showed up at church and nobody was there. I'm going to thrive in the house of God. I'm not going to lose momentum. You're not going to lose momentum. It says we're supposed to thrive. We're supposed to thrive. We're supposed to thrive. Our, our speaking ought to be more clearer and more bolder and more courageous. Our prayer life ought to be stronger and more anointed. Our singing ought to be louder and more vibrant. Our walk ought to be one more of authority, dominion, and might. Our, our decisions ought to be one that clearer and causes things to happen for our good. I mean, things ought to be changing around us because we are the planting of the Lord in the soil that is the highest quality with the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ and the wisdom of God formed within us. Don't accept and don't expect a lily, oh, no, nothing life. I came that you may have life and that you may have life more abundantly. Let's stand up and let's give the Lord a praise. Because if we don't, I'm going to keep preaching.